Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Fired Up Radio. I am your host, Anthony Hansen. It is Monday. We are going through the book of James, chapter 2. Today, we're going to be covering verses verses 18 and 19. 18 and 19. All right, that's the plan for this morning. Um, with that being said, real quick, on... Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor.fm. That's where all the podcast episodes are uploaded. If you ever care to go back and listen to it. If you are on Facebook and listening to this, it is also on Facebook. I post the episodes every single day that they're up. And I also share previous episodes in the event that you have missed those before. So again, Facebook, look it up, Fired Up Radio, right there, podcast, all previous episodes are posted up there, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm is where you could also listen and download the podcast. With that being said, let's just go ahead and uh, pray us in, and let's go ahead and dive into James chapter 2. Verses 18 and 19. James chapter 2, 18 and 19. Lord, we thank you for today because today is a day that you have made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Father, we thank you to the uttermost because you're faithful and true in all that you say and all that you do. For your word does not return back void, but goes forth fulfilled as it's been sent out to do. Because you are a God of the covenant. You are a God who transcends generations. You're a generational God. Therefore, Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for the words that you have spoken into our lives before and what you're about to speak into our lives now and the days to come. Father, we ask that your word go forth like a double-edged sword that it rightly divides bone and marrow, bone and or soul and spirit. Lord, we ask that as... As your word goes forth today, illuminate the words on the pages. Illuminate the words on the screen that impacts us and and stirs something inside of us to be able to operate and to maneuver in the way that you want us to move. Father, help us to not just make your word practical, but to be more like you. Because we're called to be holy as our Father in heaven is holy. To be perfect as our Father in heaven is perfect. And Lord, we ask for that to be for that to be made possible through the accompaniment of your Holy Spirit. We love you, Lord, and we thank you and we praise your name. May your glory be made known. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. And amen. So that being said, James chapter two, eighteen and nineteen. It reads a little something like this. But some, but someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without works and I'll show you my faith by my works. You believe God is one. Good. Even the demons believe and they shudder. The only reason why I'm going to keep it at these two verses, number one, it already says a lot, and it covers a lot of what we've already talked about. How faith without works is dead. Period. 
That's what verse 18 in the first half of 19 is already covering. But I really want to highlight this. Actually, what I really want to cover is verse 19. 18, we could already sum that up with. Faith without works is dead. You cannot claim that you have faith in God, yet your works do not show it. You cannot have faith and yet not have works to back it up. You can't. If you believe in God, if you have faith in God, believing that He will meet all of your needs according to your riches and glory. If you have faith in God, believing that He will heal you and strengthen you, and that He will redeem your children, that He'll redeem your wayward spouse, your marriage. Okay? So where's your works with it? Are you fasting? Are you praying? Are you seeking the face of God, reading his word? Are you doing things that are that are naturally uncomfortable for you? What kind of sacrifice are you making, believing that if you make these sacrifices, God will begin to move on your behalf like never before? What what are your works? What are your works? I'll give you a prime example. Right now, my wife and I are in the are in the season of transition. Number one, it's our seven year seven years of marriage. Right? Bottom line, seventh year of marriage. Right? My wife and I have been separated for going on four years. Four years. Going on four years, we've been separated. And there was a scripture that was brought to mind by a man by the name of Pastor Terrence Hazard. And when I heard that, scripture I had to cling to it had to and this was at the beginning of the month towards the beginning of the month and that scripture was Deuteronomy 15 1 through 3 and you know what I'll just read that to you since I got some time and I don't have anything else better to do than to share this with you and to drive to work reads this at the end of every seven years You must cancel debts. This is how to be, how to cancel debts. Every creditor is to cancel what he has lent his neighbor. He is not to collect anything from his neighbor or brother because the Lord's release of debts has been proclaimed. You may collect something from a foreigner, but You must forgive whatever your brother owes you. In other words, year seven is the year of the Lord's release. Do you hear what I'm saying? At the seventh year, it's the year of the Lord's release. Or in other words, it's the year of jubilee. Where everything that has been taken from you 
is now returned with interest. Everything that, that you have given up for the sake of giving up has now returned back unto you with interest. You see what I'm saying? This is the word that the Lord has placed on the inside of me to take hold of. And may I also add, this is also the scripture that I'm leaning on to, that this year is the year of the Lord's release for my family as I'm fasting. I don't announce that I'm fasting to boast myself up. I don't. It's the last thing I ever want to do is to boast myself up. Because then I'm not operating under God's power and will. I'm operating under my own my own power. And for my own sake. I'm not doing that. But as I'm taking this journey of fasting, that is whatever I am fasting. Social media, sugary drinks, staying only drink for the most part, only drinking water. Staying away from sweets as much as possible, you know, and reading and listening to his word every day. Now, you may be wondering, don't you already read his word every day? I'm just like you. There's days where I forget to read or there's days where it just becomes so busy. I forget to hit the pause button and just focus on God. I'll be honest. That's what happens to me. You know, but yet here I am living a life that only mirrors what I'm teaching you, what I'm showing you, what I'm explaining to you. See, as I, as I begin to fast and pray starting last week, guess what started to happen? My wife and I, my wife was getting phone calls of how a door's been shut. But yet, all of a sudden, a few hours later, after she calls me to give the, to give me that report, I start praying. And then within 30 minutes, she calls back and figures out what the heck's going on. Because she did this and this and this by the books. She was told, and I quote, Oh, yes, I do see that. You did give us the proof. I'm going to forward it to my manager, and he should get back to you in about a week in regards to it. Little do they know, I serve a God who can move whatever is less to be at the top. Because I'm fasting, because I'm seeking the face of God, because I am, I am persistently praying, Guess what happened? Her application was moved to the top. Within 30 minutes, her case manager calls her, tells her, I've never seen, I've never seen anything like this before. But I called my manager and told him about it. He quickly pulled it up and approved it. So guess what? My wife's paperwork has been approved for an apartment. My wife and I have our foot in the door for an apartment, very nice apartment, garden unit in the heart of, in the north part of the city of Chicago. 
It's awesome. And not only that, the landlords for the place have been calling my wife eager to set our family up in that apartment. And they're working everything out to where we got to pay close to nothing in regards to rent. All we got to do is cover utilities, gas and heat and electric. That's it. Yet here we are. But it ain't done yet. My wife and I are also believing for a car, right? Because the car she's got is a junker. Old three with almost 280 miles on it. 280,000. Close to it. Right? But check this out. At the beginning of the month, we went to a buy here, pay here spot. They're asking for $1,500 down so they can get us into a car. I told them we ain't got none but the trade-in. Literally, that's it. We ain't got no money in our pockets. We had to take care of several stuff. This is all we got. What can you do for us? Can't really do much right now. When's the next time you get paid? I told them, like, okay, cool. Come see us then, and we'll be able to get you in. I got paid. It all went away because I got to pay court fees. They call us up. Like, hey, you know, we really want to get you guys into a car. We'll take, like we talked before about the trading. We'll give you the, we'll take in the trading. At the same time, what else can you do for it? Can you do at least 500 down? We can go ahead and move you with 500 down. All you got to do is pay the other 500 the next time you get paid. Does that work? Yeah, that seems reasonable. Guess what? My wife and I are about to pop in this week with five with the with the clunker that she's got. That's the five hundred dollar trade in plus an additional five hundred. But I'm believing, I'm believing that that payment gets lowered to where all we got to do is just show up with the five hundred plus the trade in, and that's it. Because guess what? The God that I serve will move mountains to where we got to pay close to nothing. On a car. He's done it before with other people. So why can't he not do it for me? I'm believing that the car that we want. Is paid for in full. That someone. Has, that God has placed on their heart. To go ahead and move mountains. To pay for our car. I don't know about you. But that sounds pretty darn good to me. And I'm standing in faith. In the word of God. That because this is the Lord's. That this is the year of the Lord's release. For, the, for my wife and I's marriage and for this family, that guess what? We ain't got to pay anything on this car. But instead, that they just hand us the keys and say, hey, you ain't got to pay anything except for your trade-in, and you can walk off the lot with your brand-new car that's paid in full. I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty good to me. But it starts with praying, fasting, and staying and keeping my face in God's word. Because I wouldn't know about God's release, about the year of the Lord's release, had I not read his word. Had not someone brought me to that word, and I stand on that word, and I pray that word, and I fast on that word, 
that being the anchor and the reason why I'm fasting. Because I'm sick and tired of operating in the spirit of a vagabond, of being a squatter, of being a nomad, traveling from place to place, hotel to hotel, motel to motel, house to house, couch to couch, with four kids and a wife. I'm tired of it. So I'm going to put my faith to action. Actively seeking apartments and actively seeking where can I get a car to where it can impact my credit in a good way versus a bad way. To where they're not going to jip me and make me pay a stupid down payment. Where? Guess what? The Lord is already moving. True question is, do I trust Him? Do I trust Him? Initially, my response is, yeah, I trust you, Lord. But was my faith mixed with my trust? Ooh, someone needs to get that one today. Did my faith match my trust? I can have all the faith in the world. But do I trust them? Do I trust God that he can do exceedingly above all that I could ever ask? Do I trust that he will make our path straight and that he will begin to open doors and the windows of heaven that need to be opened for this time and for this year in order for things to manifest? Do I trust them with my wife? Do I trust them with my kids? Do I trust them with my finances, tithes and offerings? Do I trust him with my cars? Do I trust them with my job? Do I trust him with my house? Which is it? Do I or do I not? This is the question of the hour. I really had to examine that. Because if my trust didn't line up with my faith, then my question is, is, is my faith really there? Because if I don't trust God yet claim I have faith, that I really don't have faith and trust in God that he's going to do what he said he was going to do, which is granting me exceedingly and above all that I could ever ask for. So yeah, now, after the first week of fasting, I trust God. Because after I gave it to him, laid it at the altar, closed the door behind me, and let God take care of what he said he's going to take care of, guess what? Things are beginning to move. Phone calls are starting to pour in with the report that we want to or close to what we want. But we don't want close to what we want. We want exactly what we want. And that's to walk into a dealership and the car is paid in full. That's us going into this apartment, into this lease contract, and believing that it's paid in full to where we don't have to pay rent with the exception of utilities. That's what, 400 a month? And guess what my wife and I can do 
with what would initially be rent payment. Put that off to the side. Save that for the down payment on a house. Whether it be in city, suburbs, wherever. That's what we can do with it. We can use it to get another car that's brand new without debt. In cash. Paying for a car in cash. You see what I'm saying here? Nothing's too difficult for God. As long as your trust and your faith line up to where you begin to operate in trust. To where you begin to operate in faith, believing that he's going to do everything he said he's going to do. But you have to put the work in. You have to put the work in through prayer and fasting, reading his word. Taking time to be still and listen to his voice. To begin to look and see where God wants you to move. Going on Zillow. Going on Craigslist. Going on the Facebook marketplace. Going on these different sites. You need to move far away from where you're at now. Begin to look. Ask God. Lord, show me where you want me to go. Begin to put in applications. And you'll begin to see what is and what is not of God. But be careful. Because Satan can do as God does. But Satan does it to rob you. Satan does it as a form of counterfeiting God. Try to get you to sell your soul. Be careful. Ask God for clear discernment. Be careful and make sure that you ask God for clear discernment, knowing that it's him. Because remember, Satan offered Jesus all the kingdoms of the world with the only condition that he bows down before him. You see? You got to be careful. Verse 19. You believe that God is one. Good. Even demons believe. And they shudder. It's not enough to just believe that God is three persons in one. It's not enough to just believe in God. Satan and his demons believe in God. They were a part of heaven. If you read about from the prophets of old, they talk about when Lucifer, now formerly known as Lucifer, Satan used to be an archangel of heaven. He used to be the one that filtered God's presence and glory. That's who Lucifer was. The Bible teaches us that he was made out of precious stones. But because pride took over, he gathered a third of the angels and waged war against God and the angels of heaven. Yet knowing that one, he was outnumbered. And number two, he didn't have a chance in the world. 
he did it anyways. And he got cast down from, from heaven to earth. When you read Genesis chapter 1 and it talks about how the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the deep. That word deep means abyss. In the Hebrew language, the abyss means outer darkness. That's a jail cell for Satan and his demons. Okay? That's one place where you can arrest Satan and throw him and command him and the wicked and evil spirits to go to. Back into the abyss. Okay? As well as the desert and dry land. Because mind you, in the desert, there's no life. It's lifeless in the desert. They do not have the Spirit of God. Therefore, they are without life. This is getting too deep for y'all. I'm getting back to, to the original point of verse 19. Even Satan believes in God. The demons believe in God. Yet what do they do? They shudder. They tremble with fear because judgment has already been cast upon them. They cannot stand the presence of God. Because what does the Bible tell us? That wherever light abounds, darkness leads. Darkness cannot abound where light lives. That's what the Bible tells us. The Bible also teaches us that wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, demons tremble and flee seven different ways. They're like cockroaches in the night. They all huddle together. But when you expose them in light, guess what happens? They all of a sudden spread. They flee in different directions. That's what demons are. They're like cockroaches. They're fearful of the light and they run. Therefore, you cannot say you believe in God, yet your faith does not show it. You cannot say you believe in God, yet, you're, yet you don't trust God with any area of your life. Your health, your mental well-being, your finances, your your children, your spouse, your workplace, your cars, your house. You can't say you trust God, yet you do the complete opposite. So which is it? And I say this in closing. Okay. I challenge you to stop and ask yourself, do I really trust you, God? Do I trust you? In this time of prayer that you may have after this, after reading the word, ask God, reveal to me, do I really trust you?
Do I trust in you with my whole heart? Yet do I lean on my own understanding? Because mind you, our understanding is very feeble. It's very limited. Our understanding doesn't match up to God. Because what His Word tells us? That His ways are not our ways. That His thoughts are not our thoughts. He knows stuff that you don't. Yet do you trust Him? Yet do you have faith that He's able to do exceedingly and above all that we could ever ask for? Do you trust Him? With your wayward spouse? Do you trust them with your kid? Do you trust them in the workplace, knowing that he's got you covered? Do you trust them? Do you trust them? Because if you trust them, then begin to fast and pray and seek his face to move mountains on your behalf. For that area. And begin to find scripture. To back up. What you're praying for. Back it up with scripture. You know how I know scripture changes God's mind. And causes him to move. God wanted to annihilate Israel. While in the wilderness. Yet Moses, on multiple occasions, when you go through the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible, from Exodus to Deuteronomy, Moses had to go to God at the mountaintop and plead on their behalf and to remind God of his covenant and his promises to not annihilate Israel because of the covenant. That he made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Then guess what happened? God was slowed to anger and spared them. Yet cast judgment on them to be captured. When you read through the Old Testament, all you see is Israel sinning. God placing them under captivity by another nation, by another city. To purge out the wickedness. For them to return back to the things of God. They did good. Then all of a sudden. Cycle all over again. All over again. Yet God did not destroy the nation of Israel. All because Moses. Reminded him of his word. Moses reminded him. Of the promise that he made. To their forefathers. When you hang on to God's word and you begin to pray God's word and you begin to find the promises that coincide with what you want to happen, guess what? Things begin to move because you trust that God's word goes forth fulfilled. It does not return back void, but it goes forth fulfilled what's been sent out to do. You begin to believe that he's not a man who can lie. That he's 
He's faithful and true in all that He says and all that He does. It's His Word. I'm believing in God that at the end of these 21 days of fasting, guess what? The Lord has released everything back onto my wife and I with interest. In all seriousness, I'm believing in that. And it's already manifesting. And it's not even at its full capacity yet. But it's because I have a faith and trust that is above every demon. That is above every wicked and foul spirit. Because I don't just believe in God, but I believe in God. I believe that God will begin to move. I believe that God will begin to put us, put my family into a position to where we're blessed and highly favored. To where it will begin to cause people's jaws to be dislocated and dropped and wonder, how in the heck did this happen? How can I get what you got? That's what I want to happen. For God's glory to be made known. So people can hear the testimony of my wife and I. And guess what? They begin to operate with the same power. Right now, I'm unknowingly discipling a buddy of mine at church who I haven't seen in the past few weeks. Trying to pull him back in. Trying to get him to understand the power that he has as the man of the house. Trying to get him to understand that it starts with him. And he can do it. He can do it. Keep seeking the face of God. Keep reading his word. Keep praying. Fast. Fasting is something that we don't do on a regular basis as a church. Yeah, okay. Daniel fast, first 30 days of the year. Cool, great. Giving God our, our first of the year. Cool, great. But that's not enough. Witches and warlocks fast more than we do. We should be fasting and praying more than them. We serve a God who's greater. We serve a God who's living, breathing, and active. Moving on our behalf. Who is the Lord of armies. Yet does our faith match up with our trust? Or does our trust match up with our faith? Not only do we believe in God, but do we believe that God will move on our behalf? This is the question of the hour. Do your faith and trust line up with each other? And do you believe that God will move? With that being said, guys, I want to thank you for joining me today on this episode of Fired Up Radio. 
as we've been taking our journey through the book of James, chapter 2. I love you guys. I'm going to pray us out. And remember, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor.fm. You can listen to and download the podcast from there. They're uploaded every single time on Facebook. Just search in, in the search bar, put in the search bar, Fired Up Radio. It's right there. Same logo that I use for every Monday episode. It's right there. You can't miss it. All right? Like, subscribe, comment, share, all that good stuff. With that being said, let's pray. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for your word. And Lord, we thank you because your word is practical and timeless. Lord, right now we take this time and we ask you, is our faith in you? Do we actually trust you? Expose to us the areas where we're lacking in trust. Expose to us where we're lacking in faith. Father, we believe that you can move, but help us with our unbelief. Lord, open our eyes that we may see. Open our ears that we may hear. And open our mouth that we may be able to speak your word. And that we begin... And that we are able to stand on your word. Knowing that you're able to do exceedingly above all that we could ever ask you to do. That you move on our behalf. That you are the Lord of armies. And that we reign under the banner of victory. But we shall not fear. Because if you're for us, who can be against us? We love you, Lord. And we ask you to join us today. Walk with us today. May we be blessed in the city and blessed in the field. Blessed in our coming in, blessed in our going out. That everything that we touch may it be blessed and be multiplied a hundredfold. We ask of you to accompany us with your spirit. Walk with us today, my God. Speak to us, in us, and through us. May our steps be ordered by the righteous. We love you, Lord. We give you all the honor glory, and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. That being said, guys, I love you much. Don't forget, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm. You can also look it up on Facebook. Type in the search bar, Fired Up Radio. Every podcast episode is up there. Every Warring Wednesday and every Final Thoughts Friday. Right up there on the page. Love you guys. Have a blessed day.